Hello and welcome to the Digital Insight, the technology, procurement and supply chain podcast that delivers valuable C-level perspective into the core issues surrounding business transformation and digital disruption. Each episode will bring you the most inspiring executive insights from those who are leading transformation strategies within the world's biggest and best-known companies. The Digital Insight. Disrupt. Transform. Evolve. Hello and welcome to another bite-sized edition of the Digital Insight podcast, a much more succinct but equally as engaging and insightful look into the key topics surrounding procurement and technology. For two in five UK consumers, the telephone has replaced face-to-face interactions during the pandemic. But what does this mean for the future of consumer and brand interaction? Is the call centre making a comeback or are automated and digital solutions the way forward? Answering that question for us today is Richard Farrell, CIO of Netcall, a customer experience software specialist. So before going into the sort of specifics, kind of broadly speaking, then, you know, pre-pandemic, of course, we'll, we'll touch on that later. Just sort of at the start of this year or the sort of last few years, where's that conversation been? Where where were we in terms of are we moving away from call centers as we move towards more kind of digital online experiences? Like just, just give me an idea as, as to what was going on from a, a consumer and a brand perspective. OK, so for a long period of time, the proportion of voice calls that have ended up at a contact centre has been declining. It's been declining steadily over about the last 15, 20 years as more channels are introduced. Voice hasn't gone away, um, and it's around 70% of total interactions into a contact centre in the UK are still voice-based. There have been, obviously, an increase in loads of other channels. Um, there's a, an analogy from uh, a forester analyst, Art Scholler, he um, referred to it as um, a building where you opened another door. Um, it doesn't increase the capacity necessarily, and it doesn't increase the number of customers, but there are more ways to get into the, the building. And to a great extent, that's what's happened with lots of other channels. Um, they've added to voice. They've added to the, the contact center demand. They haven't necessarily re- replaced voice. Um, we think, and what we see, is that... Um, Voice contact centres are still going to be required for a good number of reasons. Um, Partly there's some demographics in there, partly there's some consumer preference in there, and then partly it's about the limit of technologies to be able to fully interpret, understand, and then find the correct answers for resolution. It's interesting, you know, you sort of said that because I'll adopt the hat of the consumer or, you know, a customer and... I want to contact or speak to a, a, a brand or a business that I've been engaging with. And my immediate thought, and it would, would be, well, I, I don't need to call them. I'll just go online and I'll just, you know, find a, an online web chat and that sort of thing. Um, but it's always interesting to sort of hear that it's not just, it's not so black and white. It's not just why call when you can do this, that there's so many different sort of moving parts. Like you say, there's demographics, there's technology. Um, and I speak to, you know, a lot of people uh, in kind of CIO roles, CTO roles, customer service roles, talking about what their businesses are investing in and, you know, these journeys they're doing, they're bringing the customer into the center, what they do, that sort of thing. And a lot of them talk about kind of, they don't, they don't not talk about call centers or they don't not talk about voice, but they, they focus more on we're doing instant chatbots. We're doing, you know, automation to the point where it's almost weird that they're not mentioning call centers. And, you know, I guess broad question again, but as, as more and more businesses are moving towards that kind of more digitally led, uh, you know, interaction model, 
are call centers, you know, is there, are there and call centers and that kind of call center experience, is that eventually going to move away or is it sort of always going to have its place regardless of what happens around them? I think the voice contact center will always have a place. Um, and I'm not alone in that thought. Um, one of the ways that businesses can differentiate their service is with the experience in a contact center and personalized differentiated experience especially for high value engagements is going to become more important so um, for things which are transactional in nature then people will choose and will prefer automated channels and we've seen this across all sorts of industries we don't have to think about the contact center if we if we think about using money that's a, that's a great analogy um Nobody would ever dream of queuing up in a bank branch anymore to get some cash money. Um, they would, If they want some cash, they'll go to a machine or get some cash back from somewhere else. And we've now moved beyond that to contactless. So um, where methods are more convenient for consumers, they will use them. So if it's something that's quite simple, um, it's a transaction, it's a change of address, it's something which um, doesn't require any insight or thought or much more knowledge yeah people will choose different digital models and they will choose whichever model is appropriate for them at that time um, and on the current smartphone you've got three or four modalities available straight away you can do sms you can do web pages you can do voice calls so people will choose whatever's the most convenient for them to get the result they need so for some results um, which are complex, emotional, high value, they're not going to be able to get these through an automated channel for a good period of time. You still need people to be involved. And also for um, for reassurance as well, that's part of the cognitive process. So even when people do complete automated transactions, sometimes they want to check that everything's gone okay as well. And obviously we're talking about this from the consumer's perspective and the, the people, you know, you're saying about needing that kind of reassurance and there's a lot that goes into those sort of decisions and those and what people want when they sort of deal with, like say, with, especially when it comes to money and that sort of thing. Um, and again, looking at it from businesses that I've spoken to, you know, it's very easy to kind of get lost in the idea that they're talking about moving towards technologies, moving, moving away from that sort of traditional approach. And then they will say, well, we know this is what the consumers want. How important is it to ensure that they are listening to what the consumers want rather than what they think they want because it's just a natural progression and natural digital evolution? Channel thinking is inherently an inside-out view on the world. So I'm an organisation and I've decided I'm going to offer new channels to my customers. Frankly, it's the wrong way around. It should be customer first. It should be outside in. What does the customer want to do? And if they want to choose a particular channel, fine, make that available for them. But don't try and force people down channels. We've seen this over the years. Um, there's a variety of, of methods. Um, quite often, um, it's focused on cost reduction. And consumers see through that. They see that you're offering less good services to save money. They understand that. They're not, they're not foolish. Um, so to try and move move people to channels to cut costs is, is going to cause some dissonance throughout the process. If you allow customers to use their channels of choice when they want to and provide a great experience across all of them with consistent information and 
um, sharing of data and knowledge, then you'll get better customer experience. And the the preference for using automated channels, though I mentioned some demographics, that does change a bit with age. In terms of whether it's um, necessary or vital to call a contact center to use voice, um, there's not much difference in age. So the, the, the key thing that we see here is that when it's valuable to the consumer, they will want often to use voice. Um, if it's low value transactional, then they'll seek other channels. Um, if you're an organization and you're trying to force people into channels, it's not really going to work very well. There's going to be dissonance there. I always like to ask people about the the work that they are doing to address the the, the changing sort of uh, intricacies in their the generations of their customers, because obviously over time that's going to evolve. Um, I always think of an example when I was studying at university. My uh, le- lecturer at the time, he once told me the quickest way to get a student to email you is to tell them to call you. And then what they would do is they would panic, and myself included, and think, well, I don't want to jump on the phone, so I'll just I'll just email them. I'll quickly just email it and, and, and avoid that hassle. But looking at it again, looking at consumers, um, can we really look at things uh, in such a black and white way? Can you look at it as a generation of consumers that are digitally enabled, that prefer to go online and get answers that way, versus an older generation who simply much prefer to just pick up the phone and get answers through a voice interaction? Well, I think with the, the mobile device, the smartphone, um, consumers don't look at it that way either. In terms of preference for channels, um, then yeah, digital natives do prefer digital channels, as we'd expect. I mean, um, the, the oldest millennials are, are 40 this year. So, you, you know, there's been a lot of, a lot of um, computer use over the, over the years. But um, you mentioned there about the lecture and the psychology um, that was a really interesting way of of, of getting a, res- a response to an email because, again, that's evidence of behaviours choosing the least effort channel. So even though your lecturer was trying to force you down that voice channel, um, your response was a simpler and required less effort by sending an email. So I think that's an example of this exactly the same sort of behaviours. Cons- consumers will choose the channels that they feel are most appropriate at that time. And that may change over time as well. And it may even change during transactions and interactions. And do you think that there are some brands and there are some businesses that are kind of jump the gun a little bit and they get so excited. They have to have the, you know, the latest innovations, the latest technology solutions. They have to be thinking about the future rather than the current existing consumers that they, yeah, they jump the gun. They invest in tech. They focus too much on what's coming rather than what's there that they can almost alienate their existing consumers. You know, do you think that's something that's actually happening or you know, is that just me sort of being a bit cynical? There's lots of good research about where people start their customer journeys and where they end them. Um, of course, loads of people will start on the web. Loads of people will start with chat channels, but a good chunk of those will end up in the contact centre. Look at the actual volumes of interactions uh, that will tell a tale. We offer an omni-channel contact centre that connects up to all the different platforms, all the different messaging platforms. Um, In practice, those channels are single-digit percentages of interactions. So there's a lot of hype around. A couple of years ago, it would have been Twitter as a customer service channel. Um, Now it's about um, using instant messaging platforms from WhatsApp and so on. And um, in practice, there's still very small volumes. Have organizations jump the gun going to digital? 
if I asked you, and then we probably shouldn't name and shame them, but if you think of the organizations that have the worst customer service in your perception, I mean, it's all about perceptions and experience. If you think of the worst customers, um, the worst organizations for you to deal with as a customer, they're forcing you down automated channels that you don't want to go down. Broadly speaking, and I know it's not exactly the easiest question in the world and it's not like a quick answer, but if you could try and sum up what, what you've seen in terms of that conversation around contact center face-to-face versus those sort of automated routes, how has that conversation changed so dramatically in the last in the last year because of the pandemic? So face-to-face interactions just stopped on the 23rd of March. There was an immediate requirement for more voice calls and, and more contact center capacity. So we saw that immediately. So that's a that's a channel shift from face-to-face to the phone. We, we also have seen the introduction of new services as well. So at the same time as the sort of existing demand is there, there's also a demand for new services as well. If we think about financial services, so we've gone from being able to go into a branch to discuss a mortgage through to having payment holidays. So we've got a new service that's, that's, that's been deployed, but we can't do face-to-face as part of that processing. So organizations have had to think about the remote customer as the, the standard we have seen more interest in automation, and that's really the next stage of, of the journey for the businesses. So if you've got people on voice, this is the analysis again, would they prefer other channels? Are these simple interactions that we can automate? So there's been a good bit of analysis as well about the demand. And we've also seen organizations um, that are planning for different business models over a longer period of time. So if you've got um, less retail footfall and you have to be more digital how do you support that more effectively so we've seen a number of things there's an immediate impact of more capacity and um, remote working was required there's implementation of new services over this period of time which have had to be remote and then we've also seen organizations thinking about the longer term some of them have, have been quite radical and some of them it's it's shaken up a bit we do some work with the um, London markets of um, Lloyd's um, of London, and they started more than 300 years ago as a face-to-face organization in coffee shops. So they've spent 300 years with a face-to-face model, and immediately on one day they had to change that. So it's not just about communication then, it's also about the other processes and activities that support that. So when it was people walking about with big bundles of paper, well, they're not wondering about now, and does it need to be paper? So we, we've seen quite a lot of, of interest in digitizing. I think a lot of the trends are towards more automation. Um, anything which previously had people and manual weight steps in there, um, is, it's been a challenge. Things have failed. So will the call center and face-to-face interaction ever really disappear as more and more digital solutions and therefore digitally savvy customers, you know, continue to come to the market and continue to be the customers. In my view, the the voice in the contact center will not go away in the foreseeable future. It is still required for complex and emotional and high value engagements. That's not to say it's an exclusive channel. That's not to say that other channels won't augment and support it. Uh, but voice won't go away. We've been doing it for um, a few million years. Um, we've only been doing the, the digital channels for a, a couple of dozen. Um, voice is natural. 
and it's the best method for resolving complex queries. So then, the call center is very much here to stay, it seems. But what do you think? Will you be calling a brand or a business anytime soon? Or will you stick to online chatbots and automated responses? Let us know in the comments below. Thank you for listening to the Digital Insight Podcast in association with the interface.net and cpostrategy.com. The Digital Insight is brought to you by B2E Media Limited. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please remember to subscribe, rate and review. And don't forget to check out our podcast archive at www.b2e-media.com forward slash the digital insight.